0: and t podcast fans hey guys i got a special one for you guys today guess what we are going to be talking about the cults cults mlms and i'm going to be honest with you guys in this episode we're not going to name any names you're not going to know okay hear me out if you know you know okay if you know you know if you don't know you'll find out some way or another if you choose to google that deep into it but that being said you guys i'm really excited i have a couple with us today who was in an organization, a very culty organization for 13 years. And I'm really proud of them for their willingness to come forward, but really them helping other people has been an incredible journey to watch. Um, with that being said, you guys, I do have to give a disclaimer, even though we're not naming any names, if you know, you know, we're not here to defame anybody. Don't go spreading hay. Hey, We're not here to, you know, spread any misinformation. We're sharing stories based on personal opinions and personal experiences. Okay. So even though you know who you are, don't sue me. Okay. All right. So that being said, you guys, I have, you guys know them. And if you haven't, you guys have to go follow them. It's the Heroes to Villains page. We have Stefan and Jenna. Hey guys. Hello. Hi. Thank you guys so much for your willingness to come here and share what is, in my opinion, quite literally an incredible story. I have talked to people who have been in organizations like this for, you know, from four months to almost a decade. And it's always surprising to me when people finally make that decision to come out and and tell their story. And what is it that really inspires you guys to want to share your story?
1: Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, we want to say thank you to you first because <laughs> listening to some of your podcasts was really a catalyst. Um, when we when we first left, we didn't really know what we had left. We didn't really understand like the full extent of it. And then listening to some of yours, I, I ended up like texting a friend and I was like, dude, were we in a cult? And he's like, <laughs> Oh, you're in that stage of it now, are you? And I was like, Oh no, you were expecting this. Oh. So um, yeah, thank you for, you know, doing the work. And I know um, it's probably not easy having conversations like this and going back into a, a period of time that was uh, maybe a little traumatic for yourself, but um, but we were inspired by that. And I think, you know, we, were, we wanted to do big things. That's why we got in the organization in the first place. And so that desire has not gone away, but now we want to just bring light to some of the things that we've come to understand after leaving.
2: Yeah, I think you the stories of people who have left was so eye-opening for us. It was like, when we were in it, we saw only positive and thought only good things. We were like, wow, this is changing the world. Look at how it's helped so many people. And this isn't to say that it didn't help us in some aspects and it hasn't helped other people tremendously. Um, I know it has, but on the other side of the coin is all the hurt that's been caused that we were totally blind to. And, um, so I feel like it just, the awareness needs to be there. I I appreciate you
0: guys' kind words. I really do. It's, um, and you're right. We all did. We joined an organization similar to this or any of the other ones, because we wanted something bigger and better. We wanted a way to either start a family or provide for the current family that we have. And just going to the positive side of things, I didn't even know the term toxic positivity until I left. Um, I didn't know what that was or the, how it could be so damaging to people. And you're right. Like there is no such thing as negative, right? That's a quote. Cardinal rule is you can't pass negative one direction. You can only pass it up and the conversations are only linear. And I feel like that's very similar to a lot of these different types of cults and, Actually, this might be a good opportunity because you said, "Oh my gosh, were we in a cult?" I think I too was <laughs> very like I struggled with this and like I don't think I realized it until I started talking to other people about totally. what is a cult and how do I know I was a part of one?
1: Yeah. Well, and so we started to do some research after we left and and that was when I texted my friend that. That was right after I had <laughs> typed into chat GPT like what are some signs of being in a cult and I thought it would be important to share that just for those people that maybe are are listening and are skeptical if maybe they are in a cult or not this was this was not prompted this was the computer giving me this information so um some some identifiable traits would be an authoritarian leadership Um, So the leader's decisions basically are not to be questioned and they may be seen as having like a special status above ordinary people. I think we definitely thought there was some like special knowledge there that nobody else had. And we were like, we were really special to know these secrets that we were learning. Right.
2: Yeah. I think that also ties into another one. You're going to talk about the us versus them mentality. I feel like that was probably one of the biggest, um, I'd say damaging mindsets that we took from it. Just that that specialness, right? right? Everyone here, you know they're good people, but people that aren't a part of this organization, I don't know about them, right? Like
1: it also made us super judgy.
2: Oh yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Very judgy really- towards yeah. anybody outside of the organization, which we didn't realize. We thought we were like so morally superior. <laughs> Um, isolation from society. So, cults may isolate their members from family, friends, and the broader society. This can be a physical isolation, emotional, and psychological, uh, encouraging members to cut ties, snip with other people. Um, yeah, we heard that talk. So, um, yeah, we definitely did keep our family at an arm's length and keep other relationships. We just didn't build a lot of relationships outside of the organization while we were there because we thought it was a waste of time like that's yeah. that's what we were taught right like don't invest any time or resources into people that are not going to be part of your business because they're not going to be part of your future
2: yeah the different levels of relationships right
1: yes yeah oh,
2: man yeah i'm just like oh
0: man yeah all of these things and you're right i'm totally guilty of the the judgy aspect as well and my dad actually came on and spoke about what it was like to be my dad while i was in what he calls the toxic enterprise is how he refers to it and Mm -hmm. um or predatory toxic enterprise there we go and i was i want to say the most judgmental of like the people who cared about me the most like my dad has been in his career in his position at the same job almost 30 years that's fantastic although these organizations on the other hand that is a bad thing like that person's going nowhere in life you don't want to listen to them they don't offer you wisdom and I was like you're right like I'm gonna turn my nose up to this person even though they're my father but yeah oh yeah definitely
1: they've only cared about me more than anyone from the time I was born right like yeah no big deal
2: Yeah, yeah, it's sad. It takes you away from the relationships that are actually unconditional and makes you kind of dependent on their conditional relationships. Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
1: Uh, Intense peer pressure is another aspect of it. So there's often strong pressure to conform to the group's beliefs and practices. Dissent or questioning the group's teachings is typically discouraged or punished.
2: Yeah, we've heard about that um, (laughs) from a lot of the ex-leaders we spoke to.
1: Well, and even just like when you when you exit, it's really hard to figure out what beliefs are mine. Like, I actually don't know what I believe now I'm in the process of figuring that out. And it's very confusing to be like, you know, entering into your like mid 30s. And you're like, okay, that whole time in my 20s, where I was supposed to figuring be figuring out what I actually believed, I was just letting other people do the thinking for me, I did exactly what they said, which was stop using my brain, put my brain up on the shelf and use the brain of somebody who has created the results that I want in my life. I thought I wanted those results. So we, we did that, right? We, we listened to those people and yeah, now we have no idea like what thoughts are ours. And we're, we're like talking about things and we're like, wait, is this still us trying to be like, you know, like a good, a good business owner kind of thing? Or like, be what good, are we trying to do?
2: Be a good cult member.
1: Yeah. there's so many things uh manipulative indoctrination cults frequently employ manipulative methods to influence and control members this might include thought reform gaslighting we saw a lot of that uh using guilt fear and shame to keep members obedient we remember them like talking about people that had left and like oh yeah nobody who leaves ever creates any kind of success in their life
2: yeah our um our coaches i guess if you would call them that um I, yeah, she would say, I've never seen anyone leave the organization and have a better life. I remember point blank, she said that.
1: Yeah, multiple times. Exploitation, uh, this can be financial, physical or emotional. Members may be required to give large sums of money, work for free or for a little pay (laughs) or engage in an unethical or illegal activities. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, we know different things like that were going on. That's someone else's story to share. But definitely, I think when, I mean, I guess, would you classify some of those things you did under yeah, there? Definitely yeah. the relationships were used to gain um, whatever the leaders kind of wanted from their followers because they knew they would do it.
1: No room for questions or critical thinking. Uh, cults discourage skepticism and critical analysis of their doctrines. Members are expected to accept teachings without evidence or logical reasoning. We did that all the time.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah that's like the rule about negative, right? That Danny spoke about.
1: Yeah. Cold soft and promise some sort of exclusive salvation or success, uh, whether it be spiritual, financial, or emotional, that can only be achieved through the membership and adherence to the group. Definitely was long. Sounds one. like
2: a lot of the talks we went to.
1: Yeah. Uh, fear of them. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fear of leaving. There's a significant fear associated with leaving the group. This can be due to threats of damnation, ruin, being shunned by fellow members or other forms of retribution. We actually wouldn't have dreamt that we would have been treated the way that we were when we left. Um, We were really surprised that that was the case, but... Yeah, we fit with that perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then the last one it says is life domination. A cult will often seek to control most, if not all, aspects of members' lives, including personal relationships, financial decisions, and living arrangements. How Mm -hmm. many times have we heard stories of people saying, like, you got to move or you got to find a different apartment or...
2: Yeah, don't buy a house.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. which is interesting because we um, know someone that knows... Some leaders from the organization and for quite a few years has been our friend and talking to us about it. And she's like, it was always so strange that it wasn't just about a business. And it wasn't like it was like this total life mentorship. Every single aspect of your life is what you essentially are told that you need to kind of give over to these people, right? They're not just teaching you about business or work. Um, and they're not just helping you in your parenting and your marriage, they're doing every single aspect of your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's,
0: I mean, that's weird, but we thought it was normal. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it really, it starts out as we can help you make a, a little extra money on the side part-time. And then it's, you need to fully immerse your life in this business. Um, if you want to be successful, you need to put your whole life into it. And then it just becomes like, if, you, if your life goes any other which direction that they don't tell you to go, it is nothing but criticism. And as far as like one one thing that um, actually had surprised a couple of other folks that I had spoken to, um, when you speak about the, uh, when you mentioned the housing thing, is that where I'm from, the organization put houses together with members to live in together. They would have like male oh, houses no. and female houses. My, um, my downline, we're in a house like that. And it was insane. It was really oh god! You know, it's that crazy. Like they would say, oh, it's to become affordable, but you guys all need to be working to to move out of this situation. I and mean, you guys need to be at X pin level or making X dollar amount in order to, you know, only make this a temporary situation, which of course, thankfully everybody who I had gotten into an organization are gone. <laughs> They're not in it anymore, but it is, it is that much. Or I've had people tell me like that they're like they go through this budgeting aspect, right? And uh they gave her a $50 budget a month for groceries. Like every little thing that you do in your life is controlled by these cult leaders. And I'm glad that we're not saying their names because I don't have to say alleged cult. <laughs> like it really is this whole cult like environment. I'm glad you were able to mention all of that because damn like that's eye-opening like what was it like when you finally realized like oh no that was what that was
1: you like you question everything you're like how was I so fooled and I mean we're we're definitely not immune to what most people feel when they leave like high control groups like that like we felt the shame we felt embarrassed we felt like oh my gosh, like, I thought, like, oh, how am I going to tell my family that they were right about this? Like, you you know, it's, (laughs) there's so many things to it. And, and that's like, I think it's so important for us to talk about it and to share it with people. Because I know everybody is feeling that exact same thing. Like, I know, at some point, we've all been like, how was I so fooled?
2: Yeah, for so long, right? Like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of emotions there, right? Anger, shame, um, sadness, all of it, right?
1: Yeah, you you discover like some of the manipulation tactics and you start understanding things like gaslighting and um, just like like narcissistic control over people. And it does start to make you really angry because you're like, you're realizing that for a long time, these techniques were used on you like a lot. And we just like, we just we thought they were people skills. Like that, yeah. that's what we were taught they were, right? So this way of relating to people has become a little bit a part of who we are. And I think we like
2: I mean well, obviously we were we, never
1: we were never okay. I was never really good at it because we never really created a lot of success. Yeah. Through it. One
2: of the nice um gemstone leaders direct messaged us saying,
1: Oh yeah. Um,
2: but you know, um Oh, I just precious wondered. metal. He's a precious, precious metal, not yeah. a gemstone. Whatever he is. But um telling us we'll never be successful in our lives, you know, talk about people skills, but just
1: those great leaders, you know, yeah. sewing into people <laughs> and believing in them. Shout out to you if you're listening.
2: Um, but anyways, I think maybe you were a little bit more indoctrinated than I was. I have friends, I know how to relate to people, but yeah, that's your journey you're on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I really struggled to relate to people in a a real way because i was so transactional for so long
2: yeah
0: oh my I know you guys are saying it's so raw and so real because i i was definitely there too i was those people were my best friends like the they didn't even get to the bird status but oh they did but they like fell out a couple of times but essentially like I had that person in the room with me when I gave birth, like these people told me when to give birth so I could go to a major conference that we had like three days later, like these people were going to be uh, doing life with us. We were going to travel the beaches of the world with these people. Like they really had us feeling as if we were in the greatest organization in the world that. It was a millionaire university we were never going to be any sick any more successful anywhere else other than there and it's really frustrating to look back and be like dang like all of these years that I spent there could have been spent elsewhere and I I know I struggle with that with that what if mentality like well what mm-hmm. if I hadn't let my sponsor and like what if I hadn't like messaged him back or something like that and um, when it comes to organizations like this and and why people stay in is it's very similar to and I think we've talked about this before, is that it's very much like a domestic violence relationship. I mean there's love bombing all up front. these are we love you and I've um if you guys have listened to my previous episodes that I have personally released, I have released audios of leaders from an organization speaking and one of the things that they say is, I might not know you, but I love you. And I'm like, looking back, like, of course they're going to say that. They want us to feel loved (laughs) the same way an abuser would. And very slowly, the mask does fall, but it's like the frog in the boiling water. They'll jump right out. But if you slowly turn it up in lukewarm water, they will boil to death because you're so comfortable with this behavior and it sucks. But at one point, you're optimistic, right? Yes. And it's so it's like, it's frustrating because I I, like I look at the person who was my abuser and my abusive relationship. A lot of the same things save for the obviously the physical aspect of things. It was very much the same, very narcissistic, very much this whole control aspect. But (laughs) these were our best friends at one point. And so I have to ask, like, how did you guys get involved in an organization that kind of took over your your life?
2: yeah yeah <laughs> interesting story so um I I was took nursing school so I was graduating and I was finishing up one of my practicums and chatting with one of the nurses and she talked about how um another nurse there that she was working with I think you might know her as Rianne. um she was like oh well Rianne's going to be retiring you can take her job and I'm I'm 21 and like we're from a small town I don't know sheltered I guess we would describe our maybe upbringing. I'd never heard of MLMs ever. Um, so I'm just like, what? Someone's retiring and they're young. Like, this is cool. Um, I was, I guess like just kind of a direct person. So I really wanted to know what they were talking about. So ended up connecting, um,
1: through Pace this her around the hospital. Yeah,
2: I was really excited. I, I, um, then I said, Oh yeah, let's get together and talk. So we ended up meeting up with, um, well, I met up with the women and then he met up with with us afterwards, he was in universities too, studying psychology. Mm-hmm. And um, we had met up with this other nurse we worked with. And um, I guess she was a part of it. And then with Rianne and met her husband Nolan. So we all sat down.
1: And I do you think at the start, I think it was pure. Yeah. Like, so everybody was kind of new. And so I don't think anybody really understood.
2: I mean, I guess in their defense, they had not reached any of the levels of leadership where maybe they would have found out about some of the things that were suss going on. Mm -hmm. Like they were very new as well. And, um, I, I know we want to believe that at the start it was pure. Um, a lot of the other people who have left told us that, yeah, they felt a shift after a certain time period. Um, and at the start everyone had these pure motives and intentions, but just over time kind of lost sight of that, maybe as they got more success. Or maybe as even they got hurt as they continued along the process. So yeah, I would say that at the start, everyone had really good intentions and was very hopeful for what this organization could do, the impact it was making, um, the ability to have freedom and time, and kind of live the life we wanted to. Like as young twenty-one-year-old, we were like just thinking of like all the ideal um, life circumstances that we would have and um just kind of went with it they're like this is amazing and
1: that is part that is part of like who is targeted by cults it's like people that have like a really optimistic view on life because you they paint this picture of this utopia that you've never imagined was possible before and the optimist in us is like I knew it was there and we're like so (laughs) excited that we found it right so like, we were so excited. I would say, like, our honeymoon was very extended. Yeah, we were. Yeah,
2: and through the, I don't know what you'd call it. I guess you would call it the process. they and so we went to talk about the love bombing, the connecting with people. We were like, these people are the most amazing people we've ever met. Like, where have these people been all our life? And it's interesting because t- towards the end, I just started. I don't know how to say this without just saying, like, getting weird vibes from people. And some of the, like leaders that were the people we met when we first went to these meetings and that was like oh these people are so awesome we're so connected to them and it was just like i don't know when i was around them i'm like it feels like they don't even care but like that's probably just what happened over time um but you think it's you right when you're in that you're like well there's no way that that these people could like not care like they're the best people in the world right but anyways that's a tangent but um wow. yeah so we we went through that process and we um did we talk to our friends about it after we had um I guess got in I think it was after we got in yeah remember there was the the what was it YouTube videos
1: yeah yeah a that, friend were showed we in us to...
2: were we were we, we in, were in, in process we, we were, were in, in. Okay. yeah
1: we were in and yeah. we, were, we were told to always bring that right directly to the, the person that had brought us in. So we did that. And they were like, oh, yeah, I've seen those. Don't you think I've seen those already? Of course I have. And we were like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, if it's not a big deal, then it's not a big deal. So. I think he's
2: like, has that been your experience with us? And we were like, no, because it wasn't. I mean, at that time, it wasn't. And That
1: sounds like <laughs> such a great thing to say. Like, yeah. was, that, was that your experience? but it's actually such an invalidating thing to the other people who have actually shared what their experience was. That's different. Like it doesn't matter if that wasn't our experience. It matters if that's happening. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, your partner isn't, you know, abusing you. Oh, well then it doesn't matter that anybody's partner is abusing them. Like, no, that's, that's not the case.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't do a lot of research in our process, right? We were just taking the content they were giving us, getting all our information from their content, not talking to anyone outside of the process, not talking to our friends and family about it. Like they instruct people specifically not to um I mean that should be a red flag but and
1: we kind of liked that it was like the secret that we were in on you know kind
2: of yeah we were just so excited and just really connected to these people and felt like they had our best interest at heart and they were going to be our friends um so yeah when our friend sent that we didn't really even do any other research or due diligence no
1: all that did was kind of solidify like oh okay so we got to be careful who we share too much information with
2: yeah yeah. Yeah. And I would say our honeymoon was quite long. We had some initial successes.
1: Yeah. A couple years in, we hit the bird for the first time and then we fell out of that. And then yeah, we I think, qualified again. I
2: think in our first year, we did the thing where you cross stage and you get to yeah, say your names. We
1: did. Yeah.
2: Um, So that was pretty, pretty fast. So I'd say we did have some fast success
1: I remember we brought somebody in that was the the leader on a pub crawl like <laughs> like he was like the guy leading the pub crawl that we, were on. <laughs> we obviously hadn't stopped doing all of the things that we'd done before but it was he like yeah. he showed up to like one meeting and then he was gone but yeah
2: yeah no I'd say we like we wholeheartedly believe from the start we followed all of their um steps you know daily weekly steps monthly steps like without without issue um you know the indoctrination steps. so we were really really good at that stuff um and um yeah just truly saw the impact and what it could do and that really motivated us
0: wow I mean you were so young like I think about like being 21 oh my goodness and I sound so like Listen, I just turned 30. I just joined the 30s club. So, of course, I'm still within my, like, I don't even know what to call it, but it's an existential crisis. But I'm thinking back to, like, being 21 years old. And that's so young. I mean, that's that's definitely not the youngest that I've heard, though. Like, of course, we had somebody come on who was 17 years old before her senior year of high school. She was brought into an organization, which is insane to me. But it's like, you're 21. You have some life experience, but you still don't know. And to mm-hmm. hear... That somebody who's within your age range, give or take a couple of years, they're going to be leaving their job. They show you this whole, it's like, I can just envision it because I remember feeling this way. It's like a light. Like you're like, oh, you know, it's like the greatest Mm -hmm. holy grail has just been dropped in front of you. (laughs) And I really like that you guys like pursued them which shows that of course they really gave this outward appearance that like we're these positive uplifting upbeat people that you guys wanted to follow whereas i hear like for me i was in a moment of desperation i was like i gotta get out of this which of course they prey upon that as well but that outward appearance that this person was giving is insane because i've i've heard her story and i remember thinking like oh my gosh like she gave up one position that was helping people to go and do this to help people what like it's insane but but it is it is crazy kind of when you look at it from the other side to know like oh man that that, that's not actually like the career of nursing is so helpful and the career of cult leader is so manipulative (laughs) I would definitely yeah. to be a nurse.
2: I mean, I, but... I definitely will tell you, she's definitely not helping as many people as she would have in her career, but um, based on all yeah. the people that have left, so.
1: Yeah, and we wow. like, we sat with them in the stands at our first major function. So wow. we saw them go from nothing to living this crazy lifestyle. So it was so much more real for yeah. us because we had access to them from the start. And we had access when they were like on like the same kind of on like the same level, level as us. us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw them progress so much. And so we were like, of course, this is a thing that we can do. We yeah. saw somebody else do it. Right. Yes. That person is like extremely charismatic and like has a way of communicating that. Like you said, right. You see them and you're like, Oh, just to get around that person right and they totally they totally do make you feel that way in person too right like they they make you feel very very special but um yeah we found out we weren't special when we were <laughs>
0: We no longer useful. Yeah. Um right, right. But, Which is a sad thing to realize too. Cause you're because I and I say this all the time, but like I remember like holding my phone up, finding just the the highest gemstone or person that I could and just praying that they would breathe success onto me. Like if uh, I could get close enough, they're gonna give me something that I've never heard before. They're going to give me this knowledge and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna be successful tomorrow. Like they And the when, oh my gosh, one thing I remember too, is they would always, like you said, make you feel special. I remember getting in uh, huddles, I guess is what they would call them. And like them being like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? Oh, who are you here with? Oh, they are amazing. You are so lucky to be with those people. Like you're in the right place at the right time in your life. You are beautiful. Like all of the things I didn't want to leave that environment. Like that was incredible. I mean, the regular world is not like that. And I, I didn't go, I went, I worked with, uh, I worked in the lumber industry at the time. And so I was with a bunch of middle aged dudes who were pissed off at me, who was 22 at the time, happy as I walked in. They're like, I've been doing this for years. And I was like, I'm going to leave. I mean, I left, but not because I retired. Um, right. So as you guys walked into this, this uh, opportunity, and you get in and you become very close with these people, were they very upfront about the financial obligations that you guys would put into it? Um yeah, I think, I think so. they yeah.
1: were. Yeah. They they laid things out pretty clearly for us. And like yeah. we were fortunate enough to be in a situation where like financially we didn't really struggle a whole lot through that process. And um, we actually came out okay, financially, because we always did kind of make a little bit of money. We just we, we hit kind of that middle spot where we didn't have a lot of like, leadership or, you know, recognition for, um, for building a huge business, but we had built enough and had enough on the, on the product side of things that we, we always did make money. But I know that other people did not.
2: Yeah. And luckily we had, we had jobs that paid us well. So we're able to fund, um, the opportunity and the amounts we were spending. Um, so yeah, they were definitely upfront with like what we would be doing every month in terms of payment for the memberships and everything. I mean, they weren't upfront about, the other sources of income once you hit a certain level
1: where that money was going to when it <laughs> came out of our pocket and got put in a yeah. big plastic so, tub and carried out the door into there and vehicle. i mean
2: like at the start i like i don't think that nolan and rianne were aware of it because they were not at that level we actually um our first meeting was don and mary and so i guess that would have been on them to maybe um tell people that they were coaching that hey you might want to like also let people know that this can be a source of income for them
1: and we've had conversations with some people like some leaders and they've said that that information is shared freely and like my question to them is like we were in for 13 years do you know how many presentations we saw where the financials were presented i I guess
2: buddy you gotta you gotta just you gotta have ownership it it was on the disclaimer i guess we should have just like read the disclaimer and been like Oh, what do we need to know more about this. This is in tiny little writing. Oh,
1: that's me. the part that you leave out of every single <laughs> presentation that you've done for thirteen years.
2: Yes. Yeah. and I yeah. mean, it's it's on the disclaimers on the audios that we all listen to. But they I mean, speed
0: up at the end.
2: Yeah, I mean, if your best friend and mentor and leader isn't isn't letting you in on that I, I don't I don't know it's a little weird we in a just we're in a so like partnership right it's a little weird
1: so innocent and so naive <laughs> and just like we just like loved them with our whole hearts like we can't like it's mm-hmm. hard to explain because we really did like love them with our whole heart so it was such like a heart I mean we're right?
2: good we're good friends and we're loyal people right yeah. but um so yeah not good friends with them now no no. (laughs) (laughs) but I mean like two two people we're friends with regardless of you know their position or their status we're we're good friends to people yeah right yeah Wow, wow, I mean that
0: uh, there are folks out there who I guess they do like question like, "Oh, did you really not know?" and I think you guys adding this, we were in for over a decade, and we had no idea, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys found out after you left, right
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. That goes to yeah.
0: Show yeah. the honesty that these these leaders have, and I have to agree, I had spoken to someone who had kind of, um, just barely reached that first, uh, um, precious metal. Right. And they kind of fell out of qualification, but that's when they, when they first reached it, they're like, that's when they were told, Oh, Hey, once you've been a precious metal for 12 months, you will receive X amount of money from these memberships that your people are paying for. And when I, when she spoke to me, she was like, because I, I always had this. I'm, I'm a little bit more fired up than you guys. And that's what I love about you guys. You guys are so nice. And the way that you guys talk about things is great. But when I was talking to her, I was like, I hate all these people, everybody. They're all manipulative. And, and she really gave me perspective. She's like, I think that these precious metals are still very much brainwashed just like you like they are led to believe that there's a reason why they're not being told this until this point that they're not ready for this information yet that and just all of different things to make it make sense and i started to realize i was like okay no there's people who were at the precious metal stage that i always viewed as like godly that's the first level of god if you will that (laughs) they too are kind of still in that level where we as base level people were you know the birds and below were we're like, we didn't know what was going on too. And I think I have a lot more empathy now for people who were in those larger levels who they had, they had to lie to themselves at one point. They had to lie to people. Like at some point there was, there had to have been some sort of guilt that was felt. Now at some point, obviously the higher they go into the precious gemstones on the other hand, they clearly know at that point. And it makes you wonder like, Is it like you had said, is it because they've hardened on the outside and that's kind of what they have because they would say, quit to what, like, what are they going to quit to? They've reached this level of success, but what are they going to quit to? Or, or I think that there's a lot of us out there who are parents, especially who you get to a moment of desperation. I think you're willing to do
2: whatever it takes to feed your family as well. Yeah. And you've worked so hard. Like I'm grateful. We never made it to that point to find that out to have to make that hard yeah. decision of okay well this isn't exactly honest do like I,
1: do i throw my life out and tell the truth
2: mm-hmm.
1: or do i you know fudge it like my coach and best friend is telling me to fudge it right mm-hmm. i think they said that we we talked to somebody and they said it was communicated to them as well, you don't really need to share this information with your team because you're going to take this extra money and you're going to reinvest it into your team. So they don't really need to know about it because you're using it to help them.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it sounds great exactly like lawyer. that person would say.
1: so. Yeah, and that's exactly how that person talks. So I 100% believe that that was how it was communicated because that's how he convinces himself. As well yeah. of of what he's doing, that there's no problem with it. Yeah, when there is absolutely a problem with it, and uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But I like I I do have a lot of like like yeah empathy for people that would reach that first level because it's like you've been working seven nights a week for months on end and pouring every ounce of your life into building this thing and then all of a sudden you're like wait a second this like foundational thing to what I'm building is like not honestly communicated at all to the people that I'm saying I'm their best friend like like that would be a hard decision to make after doing that much work, right? It's the sunk cost fallacy. You've sunk all this effort and energy and time and resources into building this thing. Do you want to blow it up, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Wow. And
1: some people. I mean,
2: do. It hits. Some people. Some people do leave, and we've spoke to a lot of people that have left.
1: Some people do leave yes. and some people actually do like honestly communicate yeah. with their team yeah. what happens at that point. Yeah, Like we actually know of one of the the mm. leaders that did communicate to his team. So and that's like, awesome. and that to us, like that is so rare that somebody was willing to like take that risk to share that. So anybody who did that or anybody who chose to leave because it just didn't sit right with them, I want to say like. I have so much respect for you. Yeah. If you listen to this,
2: yeah, yeah, yes. they've left, they left income because they don't want to compromise on their morals and values, um, which is just so interesting because the there was always values based living, right? Like the tagline that I feel like we'd hear our leaders say a lot was, "I'm not going to sacrifice my life for a job or sacrifice my values for a job," right? Yes. But now you're sacrificing your values for this business that you've built. Right. Like, right. No yeah. Wow. I
0: mean, I, Hey, like you said, I, I have a lot of respect for those people too. I mean, shout out. I have also spoken to a couple of people who had reached that level and were at that level and, and did have that honesty with, with their team. And I love seeing these max exodus uh, happen. That is one of my favorite things. In fact, we have a girl who was in um, a different organization um, who left in a max a mass exodus with a, um, a green, a precious gem. And like that person took a large portion of their of their team that they built. And it's like, wow, like, that to me is so admirable. Because you could I mean, okay, this is what I did. I left and I just left for me, I was so I guess, scared that I didn't want to reach out to anybody who was in my team. I didn't want to. I just I was too scared to. And I think anybody who was at those larger levels who were willing to take other people with them, like, That's the real reason why I joined an organization like this, because I wanted to follow somebody like that. Somebody who was willing to do what it took for me because of the effort I was putting in for them, Um, which I'd imagine was a very, very hard decision to make, especially with the level of knowledge you have at that point. And um, it's sad because like, when you leave, (laughs) it is not just one thing that makes you leave. It's usually, from what I understand, death by a thousand cuts, like little by little things just start not making sense. And when did that start for you guys?
2: Yeah, the interesting thing is, I feel like a lot of the things that didn't make sense, like um, getting our eyes really open, happened actually after we left and canceled our memberships. Like, I mean, we started realizing the relationships weren't real relationships, and that was probably about almost two years before we left. Um, but maybe even a little bit before. I'm not sure. What do you think?
1: Yeah, we had we had a situation come up that was like handled really poorly, and then it got kind of turned around on us that we were the bad guys, like gaslighting 101, basically. Mm-hmm. And we were so in the cult that we apologized, of course, because that's what you do when abusers. you're being gaslit, right? <laughs> So we were like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry that we like thought you were being a bad friend. And yeah, (laughs) Um, it's really like looking back. of,
2: we had like expectations of real relationship.
1: Yeah. So in a
2: place where that doesn't exist.
1: That maybe like started us on the path of just like thinking a little bit more independently. And I remember like, I think in, was it 2021?
2: Twenty twenty two. That was right. that was the year we started reading our own books.
1: That was like in January. We're like, we're gonna read our own books this year, yeah. not books off of the list. Yes. We just kept
2: books. We've read them. We've, yes. read them. We've read them. We've read them. Like I mean some of them are great, but we wanted to expand our horizons.
1: And then maybe like a little bit of like, you know, slacking on voicemail messages and... I think I know, was still
2: pretty good with that, but I can't remember.
1: I, I would skip one here and there. And then, yeah, it just like, it slowly, we slowly started to be able to think our own thoughts a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because we had no space to think our own yeah. thoughts. The first thing we did when we got up in the morning was plug somebody else's thoughts into our ears and go about our day. And we'd listen to that for an hour. And then we'd listen to a bunch of voicemails from a bunch of people telling us exactly how to think about all of these different areas of our life for another 45 minutes. And then we would go about our day just with that programming going around in our minds. And we never got a chance to think our own thoughts. So when we actually had a little bit of space, it allowed us to start doing that. And then we actually had like a financial situation where I was just changing jobs and I took a job based on a recommendation of somebody in the organization that also worked at this other company. And, uh, it was, terrible i made like 350 bucks american for my first like six weeks of work
2: 10 hour days
1: um yeah 10 hour days and i was thinking (laughs) i was gonna make so much because like it was american dollars i was making
2: one of the leaders what do you guys call them precious gemstone that told him he was gonna make that yeah you know you trust these people they're from the organization of only good people
1: oh yeah they immediately had like
2: yeah like more credibility. credibility in our mind
1: right <laughs> so right. did that and then yeah made no money and we were like okay we're like we're barely using now the memberships yeah that we I think at the start of
2: 2023 we kind of like you would go to a, a function or I would we didn't really get yeah. babysitters anymore for them yeah Um, I had started another business that I was enjoying, like realizing I can actually help people outside of the organization. There's other ways to help people
1: that you have worth and value without having a team of people that worship you.
2: Yeah. It's an interesting journey for me in starting that business, because I think it was always promoted that like, once you're a leader, then you're going to have a team of women you're mentoring. And then you're really like, you're just going to be helping people and you're going to be able to use all your experiences in your life to make an impact. So it was just like waiting, waiting, waiting to almost feel worthy enough to, um, be able to have an impact and to help people. And, um, I was just like, okay, well, I'm tired of waiting for this. And I just felt inspired to start my doula business. So I did, and it was a really great journey for me, I think, in just seeing that like success isn't just in this organization, success doesn't just look this way you don't have to wait to be able to help people and make an impact um so I was doing that we were just not really into the meetings we were going to you know maybe just getting a little tired hearing the same stories
1: yeah again Um, and again
2: and so I think that was kind of our eyes started to open
1: um and then when we left we like we were just really sad like we were sad that that like chapter was ending and And like, side note, if anybody could have been friends with these people, it probably would have been us. Our children were friends with each other, we went to the same church, we like went to the same homeschool group like our lives were so intertwined with them that you would think having that much like commonality that there would be like a genuine care and like love there. But
2: I don't think they're capable of that. Like, I think we actually were friends with them. But to be honest, I think like, just they're not emotionally able to be friends with people and to have real genuine relationships, probably because of their brainwashing and their amount of time immersed in a system that kind of uses people, right? So I mean, Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: It was sad when we, they, um, we wanted to have a conversation with them because, you know, we, we sent them a message and said like, Hey, we're, we're going to be putting things on hold. And we, we want to have a conversation with you guys, even just over zoom, just to.
2: Out of respect. So you don't get an email being like they're off their memberships. Yeah. After 13
1: years. Right. We, we said, we love you so much that we like, that's the last way that we would want this to end between us. Right. And um, yeah, the response that we got back was like, well, it sounds like you guys, and, and you will, you will hear the people skills in this message. If you know, you know, um, it was, uh, it sounds like you've already made your decision. So unless you'd like some perspective on it, I don't think we really need to chat about this. I anymore.
2: mean, yeah, it's just typical response to a prospect, right? Not someone you've, yeah, been somebody you've, you've never met with for 13 years, like, right? Yeah. Like. It's just like wow. right. They just they don't have a lot of emotional capacity to like be human with people. Um and we've right. heard this from so many other people that have laughed that they've experienced this from them and way worse than we experienced, let me tell you.
1: And then we basically it, just said like, okay to, to this. Like
2: we're just like, okay. We're like,
1: okay, like what that, else
2: do you say? <laughs> we're like Yeah,
1: we're, and we kind of half expected it because we we knew how they responded like before to stuff yeah. like that.
2: It was and, confirmation uh, we made the right decision. And
1: then they came back and they were like oh okay it sounds like maybe you were like we're not being understood the way that or or we're not oh
2: maybe this didn't come across the right way it didn't
1: come across the right way and we're like no it's fine like Like,
2: (laughs) what are you gonna do sit with someone who doesn't want to talk to you yeah like you've
1: communicated everything you needed to communicate if that's the way that you feel so we were just so sad like we were heartbroken to be honest I mean
2: we were heartbroken just to give up on the idea of the dreams that we yeah thought we thought being a part of this opportunity was the only way to live a good life. And the brainwashing gets you thinking that like, if you're not building this opportunity, do you even love your kids? Like, if if you don't want to be like full-time parents with your kids, do you even love them? Like, and they really like manipulate people through just being like, well, you have to be a person of your word. You have to be a person of your word. You said you were going to do this. Okay. We said we were going to do this when we were 21 and I'm, I'm not here to say like, um, that like we worked so, so, so hard. I mean, we worked hard, but we could have worked harder. So I'm not saying that we should have got results that we didn't work for. We got some results and they were pretty good. Um, but like, like there are other ways to live a great life and there are other ways to make an impact and there are other ways to love your family. And there, there are other ways to be happy and, Um, the interesting thing is when we left, we didn't even realize how like, um, hurtful it was to just our spirit and our energy levels and our happiness. Um, it was just grind, 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 hustle mentality, um, the toxic positivity. So thinking you should never take a break, um, on stuff and dealt with like low energy for like 10 years, like no reason whatsoever Um, I don't know if you want to share a bit about that.
1: Well, yeah, like, uh, for one, like, my joy was gone, because like, what did I do for joy? (laughs) Like, I, I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't have any relationships outside of the organization. Any spare time that we had was dedicated to going out either meeting people or feeling guilty that About we not. weren't meeting people <laughs> like
2: yeah it yeah. was one
1: or the other right
2: there's the comparison too there's, you're always comparing yourself to the newest up and coming leaders or whoever's getting edified, whoever's getting that extra attention. Um, so you think like, I have to be like that person. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me that I'm not exactly like the leaders that are being highlighted? Or what is wrong with me that I'm not exactly like Rianne or exactly like Mary? Like there's so much comparison that can happen in an organization like that. And that's not to say that there isn't like good things you can maybe learn from some of these leaders and good qualities that they they definitely have some good qualities, but um, it it just created so much comparison and you just think you're almost like not worthy um, as a person if you haven't achieved a certain level and that's yeah. just not the case, right or your yeah your story isn't valid until you've earned it right
0: yes yes exactly you can't speak on a stage and 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 say anything until you've pretty much brainwashed enough people and they can trust you to say the right things. I remember that being a huge thing that like we don't just let anybody speak. We let people who quote know what they're talking about. But these people have no checks and balances. They're just regurgitating either books or other leaders. Like there's there's no one to say, I mean, I'm sure someone would be like, that's not ethical. But based on one of my leaders on the other hand, that guy spoke so inappropriately. Like I was so uncomfortable, and he would say, "Oh, well, there's no HR because it's my business." I'm like, "Sir, <laughs> I, I do not like this man." But basically, it just comes down to when you leave, it's like a breakup. These are your best people; you love them. We put like our hearts and our souls. And sounds like you guys absolutely like had. All of these different parts of yourselves attached to these people, and for them to, like you said, treat you just like you were prospects leaving the process, basically, which yeah. is really. But then also, what it, I think uh, you guys told me this one of the last times that we spoke was the 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 way that he puts it is the uh, falling on the sword, where he took responsibility. Is this yeah. maybe I didn't communicate it properly. It, it, was it sounds
2: like um, wow. we haven't heard from Nolan since.
1: Yeah, he he never responded on the thread and never sent another message after that. Ever wow. one time, um, and, and I besties. think it also it also like hurts so much because like the care that we had for anybody that we brought on our team was so genuine. Like we legitimately like love those people even after they left. We love those people. We never. I don't think we ever talked bad about people like, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember ever speaking like poorly about anybody that left because we genuinely like loved those people and wanted the best for them. And when the situation in their life changed where it didn't make sense to pursue this anymore, then like that was okay. It sucked. It hurt a little bit at the time because we wanted to, you know, have a forever relationship with them, but we, we did genuinely care about them. So to find out that like, the people that we thought would feel the same way about us threw us out like we were garbage, then, you know, that hurts. I mean, a lot. it's
2: it's a bit of a dehumanizing um, way to live your life, right? The way they run their life and their business, right? There's so many people in and out all the time. And right. Like, so you, I could see how once you have been doing it that intensely for that long, you kind of get to a point where like people aren't really people anymore. Right. Yeah. They're I mean for them they're really like paychecks, right? With their memberships, but it's so ironic <laughs> yeah. they said,
1: at your job, you're replaceable. Right. Yeah. Like they want to say, like, oh, they'll have somebody filling your spot the next day. And it's like, well, what are you what are you gonna do to all of your like best friends when they leave? you're going to replace them. And that's part of the gig, right? Like, it's not a passive thing. It's not like you do it once and you sit back, you are constantly keeping that thing together and rebuilding it and rebuilding it and redoing it.
0: Yeah, Oh, absolutely. Actually, one of the one of the things that I did uh, release of of the guy speaking, he said that he's like, you guys are replaceable here. And I was like, but how contradictive is that to what you're saying initially? So that's a really good point that you make is that they do they say one thing, but then they'll turn it around in some way, like, blame you for not growing a business or not staying around or all of these different things. And it just it hurts when you finally realize that the person that you gave so much to is just not reciprocating, and they're just not in your corner the way that they said that they were. And I, I really have a lot of empathy for you guys because that, like, I'm just imagining like a divorce, <laughs> like that, yeah. like your kids are like you're like your kids are not, I'm sure, not friends with them anymore. Like you have to like were the kids, the kid the
1: and they the parents divorced us.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. well, so they called up you, you, their business kids, right? Like, I yes. don't know. I hope they don't treat their children that way.
0: Yeah, but right. they don't want to build a business. Sorry,
2: guys. <laughs> That's dark. We
1: we also do want to say like that we still our our heart is still for those people to like to to find the values that they have and to actually start like living it out. Like we we truly do wish for them like the best future that in our mind would it it would necessitate some serious humbling and some serious repentance and I think um to to say that your values are what they are but to continue doing exactly what you're doing your values are not what you say they are so uh, our desire would be for them to repent to come to some sort of uh you know situation that would cause that to happen and um and to restore things and to to continue, you know, living a, a great life, actually living out the the values that they talk about. That would be the ultimate. We don't we don't wish poorly on them, anything like that. And anybody still in the organization that still thinks it's like an amazing organization. I hope that you're making it that way and that you're choosing not to continue these deceptions and these um these high control like behaviors. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, it's the high control um, and the, yeah, it's only one way, right? Like you have to live your life this certain way um, that, that makes it problematic. And and obviously just not being upfront and honest. I mean, it, it could be a really great opportunity if things were run in a way that's more honest and allows yeah. a little bit more freedom for people to make different decisions. Right. And um, yeah. We would, creative right
1: we would have had no problem with the the training system being the thing that produces a lot of the income for you yes. if you would have told us that yeah. from step one when you drew out that compensation plan for us on a piece of paper right yeah, like
2: just, just yes. let us know what's another source of income that you that you get like it's it's not wrong at right. all. Right, because I can that. achieve that too.
0: Like we can yeah. all get to that point, which is great. Like I've had that conversation as well before where it's like, I don't think that if any of us had been told this at the beginning that we would have been angry about it. I would have been like, oh wait, really? Like that's amazing. And I would have loved that. Um, and I think I think that you guys have such a diplomatic way of handling the situation. I really do. I have so I have so much respect for you guys. I, like I said, I'm over here like fired up. Like if you guys listen to my other <laughs> episodes. I'm so sorry <laughs> I get pretty crazy in some of these, but, but I think the perspective is different too. I've been out for five years for you guys. This is still very, very fresh and I kind of want to shift gears a little bit. And I got to know how did this Instagram page that you guys started, how was your guys' mindset when you guys decided, okay, we're going to share this on Instagram. We know people are going to see this. What was your mindset when it came to, we're sharing this with the world. Our story is going to be heard.
1: Yeah, well, we were terrified at first. I was at least. Oh, uh, I think we all the time, but I know. Helen's I'm like,
0: stop person. including she not, you. She you? does
1: not think the same way as me. I was terrified. The people pleaser in me was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and I still like I still struggled too with like, well, especially at that time, I was like still kind of under the spell of that like that charismatic leader. Um, where I, I didn't want to do anything to make them, like, not like me or anything, but I knew that this would do that. Um, so it was actually quite therapeutic to, to do it and to, to share, like, that truth out there. Um, but we just, like, we thought it was so important to share that message with the people that needed to hear it, because we knew there were lots of people out there that likely went through really similar things to us, right? Like I said, when I texted that friend, I was like, dude, are we in a cult? Um, and uh, like so many people are going to go through that, so many people will experience that. We saw so many people leave while we were in yeah, the organization, so many, and we never heard from any of them. Yeah, nobody like, told us. Nobody came back to us and told us later, like, "Hey guys, like, there's some information that I found out since leaving that might be interesting for you to know," right? Yeah. Um, and so we're trying to figure out like how how can we help people to communicate that. Um, We've had people on the page, like, reach out and be like, my family member needs rescuing. organization Like,
2: like so many people.
1: She said, like this one particular lady said like both of her her family members were in there. And like I'll share this without sharing any details of the person because this story could have happened to absolutely anybody. But um she said uh that one of her her family members when her son was born told her that um that she wasn't gonna they weren't gonna be able to have a relationship with this baby for the next five years because in five years they were going to be wealthy and seven years later or eight years later whatever it is um they still have no relationship with this child and uh nobody's wealthy and you know you're 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 missing like these these years that people are taking um like they matter like you know yeah. even if people aren't going backwards financially like I think of the 2010s and I didn't do anything in the 2010s. Like our, from the time we were 21 till now, like we never traveled. We never took trips. Like we, we, we did a like few,
2: a, we did a few, we did
1: a few trips, like maybe like one to New York,
2: right.
1: But yeah. we felt guilty on the trips and like, we didn't like go to Europe. We didn't like do the things that 20 year olds do because we were so like focused on this and we take responsibility for that too. Right. Like, We made those decisions and yes, maybe those decisions were made with some undue influence upon them. Um, But it just like, it sucks that these years are missing from people's lives or relationships have not. Yeah.
2: What I think is, yeah, like it's the relationships is so sad because people are spending time investing so much energy into relationships that are not going to be long-term unless you stay in their cult. So you're not investing in relationships with your family that are people who are actually going to be sources of support for when you need that. Um, I just don't
1: know if conditional relationships are relationships. They're not. You
2: know, like like if it was a work relationship, you'd say, sure, my coworker is kind of only my friend because I work there, but that's just work, right? That's the
1: agreement. They're not,
2: they're not telling you that they're, they're your, your life mentor, right? They're telling you, like, I sit beside you at work. Um, Right. Yeah, I think more people need to, to just have that awareness. I think for us, it was like, why did nobody say anything to us when we were in there? And maybe we can shed some light on things that will maybe make some people question or maybe save people 13 years of their life. If there may be in yes. a process, we've had people message us that have been in a process. Um, yes. Then they might come across some content that is like, we're not trying to put out negative content. We're just trying to put out like, true stories that have happened so that people can make informed decisions because people aren't making informed decisions if they're only taking the content from the people that are taking them through a process right um and i mean it's people's decision to make whether or not they want to pursue that or not and maybe they'll get some great things if they pursue that um but yeah it's just what we wished we would have known what we wish people that quit from our organization would have come back and said hey guys like these things were kind of kind of made me feel like it was a little bit controlling there. Right. Like maybe don't even use cult word, just say like, Hey, like, what did you think? Like, it felt really controlling. I'm out now and I feel better. Like, right. We never heard anyone describe like the freedom that you actually get when you step away from trying to fit inside a box and trying to live up to certain standards and um, live a life that maybe isn't even truly authentic for you just because, you said that you wanted those results at one point 10 years ago. So now you got to keep doing what you said you were going to do 10 years ago, right?
0: Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that you guys are open for people to come and reach out and to have those questions. I have too. I've had several different people from different uh, types of organizations talk about their relationship with their kids. And I, I that was one thing I was talking to my dad about, and that's why he kind of came on to talk about what it was like to be a parent and to offer that perspective of like just keep holding on, like don't give up on your kid. They, they will get out eventually as long as you stay around because that is the most heartbreaking thing that I think when I was in, I know that they heavily heavily discouraged a relationship with my dad because my dad was a is as a very very uh stern person he is very strong in his views you're not going to change his mind i have never once in my life changed his mind <laughs> these people are certainly never going to um but it, the relationships that are being torn apart because of organizations like this because of cults like this it is really sad but i love the work that you guys are doing um i think that you're right like no nobody came back and told us anything i and i think for me i know i was afraid i was terrified to even consider talking to somebody and and even to this day like i've reached out to people who were i guess what do they call them cross line they were just in a different organization as me and i knew them and they're still in and i guess perspective wise how would you guys recommend communicating with people who are still in if that is a conversation that happens to come up
1: yeah i think um like we know that even if somebody did bring some information to us while we were in there, we might, we, we might not have listened. So I would, I would say like you have to go in with the understanding that it, it just may not go the way that you anticipated to go, but that, that's not to say that I don't think you should do it because yeah. even if somebody didn't like convince us of anything while we were still in, if somebody had come to us to try and bring us information, we would be so appreciative of it now that they even like attempted to, to try to bring light to some of those things. Um, so I, I think that um, I would encourage people definitely to do it, but I think it's just, you know, keeping an interest in people's lives, um, keeping yeah. an interest in what's going on with them, asking them questions rather than maybe making statements uh, around different things. That's another principle, but something um, that can definitely <laughs> be applied. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, right. Like staying in people's lives, right. This is what we encourage this lady. We're like, you know, try and stay in their lives as much as you can, like try and make plans around their business functions. Right. Like, cause as you know, anyone who's in there, you got to prioritize every single function. Right. So like, as a family member, right. Try and be flexible if you can, like maybe try and engage them in some of the like interests and hobbies that they used to have before they gave up every interest and hobby they had to pursue this success um right like just little things like that
1: um or even like asking them for perspective on different things that maybe you have concerns about right like maybe you can share with me what you think about you know um I I don't know like anything that could be like slightly cult related right like getting them talking about different things because chances are they're not really thinking about any of those things cuz they're just thinking the thoughts that are being programmed into their head that's what we were doing mm-hmm. um so just like yeah getting as much as you can getting them thinking about things and sharing sharing with them and we're actually i like one of my goals is to come up with like somewhat of a framework and I, i'm sure there are things out there and we still like we're very new on our journey of like Looking into everything there is to know about cults because that's my obsession right now is understanding like how they all connect and because, all these similarities. Yes,
2: something we heard is that if you don't find out about like cults and how you were susceptible to one, you might end up in another one, right? Wow. Wasn't that yeah, what that lady was yeah. talking about? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't have to like devote us so much time watching all the documentaries, but like just educate yourselves, right? Um, because that can help you to just start to notice things, um, so that you don't fall prey to it, to it again.
1: Yeah. And Um, there's lots of things out there that are culty and like, we're starting to realize that too. Like even just like success culture is pretty, pretty culty, um and like i've been in sales for a long time sales culture is very culty too but um i wouldn't say that they're cults because i don't i don't think that it has like the negative um like undue influence that is put upon people but we definitely through our experience through this we did experience a lot of a lot of i think
2: i think every one of the lists could relate to our experience there a hundred percent um yeah because that other cult expert she talked about how like there's, there's a point where you go from informed to consent to not having informed consent anymore when you're under yeah. the influence of these types of organizations. And, you know, I mean, anyone would be like, well, come on, you guys. Like nobody was holding a gun to your head making you do all these things. But it's the threats of loss of relationship, right? I mean, when we left, we kind of said, okay, we're walking away from, from all of the things that we had there. Right. Um, so, the yeah, nobody's ever held a gun to our head. And obviously there wasn't, um, you know, violence or anything like that. But
1: But to say that, like, social pressure from your entire social network is not going to have an influence on you. Let's be real here.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of influence. I think, yeah, that all of, yes, yes, all of that. Well, and and again, I'm going to relate it back to uh, abuse relationships. I mean, most people, 100% of people don't stay in abusive relationships because they enjoy it, right? You can get (laughs) hit for the first time physically and if it's a first offense, you're going to stay like nine times out of 10, you're going to stay. And it's not because you enjoyed that action. It's because you know what you're losing. If you walk away, you've built a life with this person. Um, you know, maybe there's a financial control, which I know a lot of these organizations have. If I leave, I'm going to be broke. If I leave, I am not going to be successful. I'm not going to have the life that I want. Or if I leave, I'm not going to have a significant other or this person who's become like my mom, my sister, like we as humans thrive on those relationships. And I remember when I left, I cried so many times because I was like, I just miss the environments. I miss going to a function and talking to cross line friends who in reality were not friends. I don't know these people. I didn't even know my direct sponsor's wife until i until she left and i was out and we actually talked i did not know her until that point when i found out what was going on behind closed doors i was just i was shocked i was angry i was like how dare these people hide something so bad so my my sponsor was abusive to his wife and our whole what do you call it line of sponsorship These people were all co-signing this behavior, and it makes me so angry still to this day just because I love her so much, but I didn't know her. For three years, I was in an organization with her, saw her sometimes five days a week, and I had no idea. I knew nothing about her. And when you start to recognize all of those things, you're like, oh, okay, no, I don't want to go back to that. But when you're first leaving, and even with abusive relationships, you end up getting tied right back in because that's all you know. And the outside world is scary. Like, to (laughs) go through life not having this person that you gave and dedicated so much of your heart to, it is really devastating. And I think you guys add such fantastic perspective because, like I said, you guys say things in a way that the... I'm going to say this in the way that they say that the newest person would understand. Like, I love that about you guys. (laughs) And... I guess to to kind of find out your your goals with with everything um is like what what would you guys say that your guys's current goals are now
1: we just want to we want to help people to process some of the trauma that they've been through um we want to be transparent with our journey uh i think like every post that i've done that's been like pretty honest with like you know something i'm struggling with or going through that we've done um it resonates with people and they're like yeah i feel that there's Uh, people who
2: have like i've been out for 13 years or not 13 years three years and i'm still dealing with guilt like i think a lot of people leave and then just put it away and are like oh just don't want to think about that time in my life but i think like there is a certain amount of trauma that that needs to be processed or for people to just feel like they're not alone right like or for people to know there's community outside of the the walls of that organization because i think that's a big thing that keeps people in like i just stay for the community right it's just such a good community um but (laughs) there's more community out too
1: yeah and and we want people to know that there's actually like so many of the things that you're pursuing in the organization you actually get when you leave. Like we have more time, we have more money in our budget. We have like better relationships with like family members and friends that we're building new relationships with. Like there, there is so much to life outside of that. And like, you just, you don't have to live a cookie cutter life to somebody else. And just Mm -hmm. because somebody told you, It's going to be this crappy terrible existence it's just not true it's it's not like there's so much life to be lived and you don't have to be like filthy rich like maybe you will be in something different and good for you if you are but that that doesn't make you a better person like that doesn't make your life all that great it comes with a whole different set of challenges and obstacles and i just yeah i want people to have like joy in their life and realize that they're they're definitely valuable worthy and that they should share their story i think that's part of the healing process is actually sharing your story and it doesn't have to be in a super public way like this it can just be like with you know ready ready to listen ears that you have right people that are in your life that can be empathetic and can sit there and you're gonna feel embarrassed you might feel a little bit of shame when you're first sharing those stories with people but like it will feel so good to do it to get it off your chest and to just like welcome life back into the picture it was like it was so we were just so removed from ourselves we we lost so much of our identity in it and we're just like starting to understand that and get it back and like Even like I'm a very creative person, and like so much of my creativity is coming back now. And like, yeah, it's just, it's, there are so many blessings on the other side of it that I know it's a scary thing to think of um, making those changes. But if you feel like it's something that you're ready to do,
2: I think it's about like tapping into your intuition because some of the people that reach out to us on our page, I think they talk about like, yeah, I've just always kind of doubted or had these feelings, but like, we're not tapping into our own intuition. We we weren't listening to maybe like that still small voice inside of us that is maybe like telling us like, hey, what about this? Or, oh, I feel a little bit off about that. Or like there, there wasn't any tuning into that, right? Um, because we had so many thoughts that were just kind of put into our mind. Or- it was like, well, you got to talk to your coach about it, right? Anytime anything would come up, he'd be like to me, well, what did, you talk to Rianne? Did you talk to Rianne? Did you talk to Rianne? Yeah. And I'd always be like, I'd sometimes, I'd bring a lot of things to her, but sometimes I'm like, no, I just like, I need to process something myself. Like I need to feel something myself. So I feel like a lot of times a person is not connected to their intuition, whether it's maybe their faith and they feel like God or the Holy Spirit is talking to them. They, they aren't connected to that, or if they have a different type of spirituality, they they aren't connected to that sense because there's just so much brainwashing and conditioning that happens that noise. Yeah. It's noise. So you're not taking the time to tap into like, what are you really feeling about the experiences you're having or the people that you're around? Right. And instead of like, yeah, just thinking like everything is great, like, or it's just going to get better. Like instead of thinking like, okay, but like what is actually happening or how do I actually feel about, about what's going on here
0: yeah definitely you don't have your own thoughts at all and i think that's been mentioned a few times where like you said you wake up in the morning you hear somebody else's thoughts and most people i'm sure were listening to more thoughts on their way to work more thoughts Mm -hmm. on their way anywhere and that was kind of all we heard and i remember um someone saying that they just didn't feel like they could hear their own voice by the end of it yeah, And that just like hurts my soul because I, I mean, hey, I've been there. I, I definitely think it was hard. I'm still I'm one of those people, too, where I'm like, I've been out for five years now and I still struggle. Like if I'm not doing something to what my brain feels is productive, even if I've done a majority of the things I had on my list to do, if I haven't done something maybe for the podcast or something like that, I feel so much guilt. And I'm like, but why? Like, why do I feel this guilt? I have this guilt because for at some point in my life, somebody told me every single day, if I was not doing something, I was lazy. I wasn't on my people's team. I was not being a good person. And I think having that perspective to kind of have from other people is so, so valuable. I think hearing your guys, I mean, hearing every story, but hearing your guys' story helps me heal because it helps me to know that I'm not alone. I was one of those people who kind of pushed my story back for years. I didn't talk. I was so embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody for three years. My significant other and I were together for almost an entire year before I told him. But then oh. right after I told him, uh, somebody uh, tried to get him into the organization, which is oh. super funny. <laughs> so um, it's really good that I had that conversation with him. But either way, it, it does make it so helpful to have these resources um and actually speaking of resources what have been some things that have been helpful for you guys to kind of affirm your decision to leave and continue spreading the
2: message
1: yeah well podcasts like yours mm-hmm. um yeah was,
2: lots of good podcasts out there
1: yeah i've been looking up every podcast that's like specifically about like cults or um yeah different like mlms and things like that um because they're all the same like it, it it yeah. doesn't have to be like about our specific organization or or business Uh, they're all the same that all the tactics are the same all of the things that they do you're going to hear so many similarities if you listen to these other stories and some of them are like way more intense and some of them are less intense but there's still so many similarities there and um yeah I I started reading a book I haven't finished it so I haven't um like talked about it to promote it at all on our our Instagram yet but it's called Merchants of Deception and um it talks about like this guy's experience who had built a a larger uh, organization in this company and in a company and um, like hearing him describe the start of it, it was exactly like ours. And we thought like, Oh my gosh, there's nobody out there like this group that we're involved with. These people are so unique, so different. Like there there's no way that it's being replicated anywhere else and it's exactly the same across the board in these other organizations and it was really just like it was it was dehumanizing to kind of read the book and be like, "Wow, okay, everything that I thought was so special was actually just completely orchestrated and it's been done the exact same way for the past like 60 years." So.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think connecting with other people that have left has been really helpful, mm-hmm. um, just because they know, and especially people that have like really kind of processed the trauma, um, and moved past it, they've given us so many good resources. And, um, I mean, it's hard sometimes when we hear stories of what other people have been through, because I think like we actually didn't have it that bad. Um, sadly there the people that we were around were were worse to other people um so it's it's hard but it's also like it also helps you know because sometimes you can still almost gaslight yourself still right you can still be like oh well maybe they maybe they weren't maybe that's not what they meant
1: or it was just me or like I was I was annoying or like yeah I
2: I shouldn't have expected that from them I mean Right. Like, like but, of
1: course they do that because they have the life that they have or yeah. they're busy or whatever,
2: right? It's been been eye-opening to hear everyone else's stories, but it also helps us on our journey of healing. Um, whether it's just hearing the resources or hearing the validation, right? That all these things were happening. Um and yeah, so that's been helpful. And just
1: really feeling all the feels like we get angry, we get sad, we like you got to feel those things. If you've avoided it for many years, you're just, it's not going away. <laughs> you're just pushing it down inside you and it's going to come up at some point. So yeah. you just got to feel it.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. I, I've definitely heard of this book and I i keep, I have the intention to read it. Um, you know, what's funny is I actually haven't picked up a book since then. And like you guys were talking about your rebellious phase. I feel like I'm just now going through- Valia's face reading a book that's totally fictional, like nothing of value other than it fulfills me and I enjoy it. And that's the first time since I left. So what's that five years almost that I haven't picked up a book, and that's really sad. But I have to read this one, and I I do. I think that you guys add you guys. Add so much value. I like I said, you guys word things in all of your posts in a way for everybody to understand. For everybody who might even still be in to hear it and not be as like jolted and be like, "Oh, you're just accusing me. You're attacking me." That's like I know one of the things that is hard when you're in. When you're in and people are trying to come at you guns a blazing. uh Uh-uh. I'm not listening to you. I've I've been told not to listen to you and you're just doing what they already said you're going to do, um, which is amazing. And I am just so excited to see all of the things that you guys are able to do with your platform. I mean, you guys inspire me every day. I learn a lot from you guys. And if you guys had any last words for our listeners, what, what would it be?
1: I'd say if you're a listener that was in and is out, I just want to tell you you're free. Like, do do what you want to do, you know, like, like go with some of the guilt and some of the shame around the different standards that maybe you've put in your life that just aren't standards you want, you want there right now, right? It's okay for you to watch a show on TV. It's okay for you to you know, be unproductive for a day. It's maybe even for
2: like a a week. Yeah. Your job can allow you that. Right. You have some time off. Take a
1: trip, do something for yourself. Right. Like we just didn't do those things for so long. And now that we are free, we, we love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we just hope people can let go of the guilt of, you know, feeling like you're unsuccessful if you don't do this. Right. Um. Yeah. And our hope is is really to, to connect people that are looking for that community and um, to also just be like a sounding board for maybe people who are questioning, maybe people who are down that path for years and years and years and years like we were. And maybe, yeah, they have some questions and they have some thoughts, but they haven't really been able to express them. Um, we're here for that too. And we're not here to try and Make anyone make any decisions about their life and their future. I mean, they've got people that are already trying to do that for them. We're just here to listen, really, and to, to be a sounding board for people to tap into what they truly want with their life, not what someone else has told them they should want with their life.
1: We're trying to keep things as positive as we can on the channel, but we do make mistakes, too. And sometimes we're just having a day and feeling <laughs> angry and might be a spicier post, but we're trying to keep it... Uh as accessible to as many people as possible.
0: Which is awesome. So can you guys share your Instagram page where people can find you?
1: Yes, it is heroes. And then the number two, villains underscore. Um, It's heroes to villains because basically the people in our life that were, we made to be heroes, they seem to have all fallen and have become villains. So um, yeah, that's the message behind it.
0: I love that. I I just, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing and, um, just continuing to educating yourselves too. I love that because every like resource that you guys talk about, I'm like, okay, I gotta go check this out. And I think it's so helpful for everybody. I try to share as much stuff as you guys post as possible, because I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I think, Oh, thank you guys for what you do. I cannot thank you guys enough for even just being willing to come here and to talk. Like, I enjoy talking to you guys anyway. Like, this is so therapeutic for me. I love talking to grown-ups. I don't get to do that very often. <laughs> um, yeah. But- But yeah, I'm really excited. So if you guys are listening and you guys maybe need a little gentler of a touch, please go check out Heroes to Villains. They're going to tell you the truth, but they're going to they're going to pat you on the back and say it's okay. Me, on the other hand, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I get a little bit more fired up. But either way, you guys, there's so much value in everything that's being posted. And if you guys want to be like Jenna and Stefan and want to share your story, you guys, please Email me at dani at x's and t podcast.com. You guys can still DM me on Instagram if that's what you would like to do. That is x's and t podcast. You guys can find me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else that podcasts are heard.
2: Thank you guys again so much. Thank you, Danny.